Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-famous animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, my favorite pet psychic. Yay! Hey, everyone. (laughs) I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com. For all things animal communication, go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio, that's slash petpsychicradio, and find today's post. Uh, put your animal's photo in the comments section so we can see it while we talk to you on the air. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, I Kusuhara. Yay! Uh, yay! <laughs> it's pet psych. Sorry, everyone. We missed uh, last week. We had some family emergencies and such, so thanks for for uh, being patient with us. Yes, thank you, everybody. All is well now. Good, good. All is well. Uh, Should we just go straight into some phone calls so we can get as many done as we can? I would like to do that. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Okay, so we're going to call out the last four digits of your phone number. And uh, if you can just go straight into your name, your animal's name, what species, alive, dead, gender, age, you know, the the specifics, the basics, and what your yeah, question is. Yeah, and if they're on Facebook, too, so I can take a look and see if they're there. Mm-hmm. If, if they're on see Facebook, their, let us know. Yeah, so I can see their cute little pictures. There's so many cute ones on there now. And so because we don't have the call screeners, we're just like leaving it up to fate, right? So have your animal call to eye telepathically because she's going to be the one that's picking them. And so tell your animal the last truth of your your, uh, phone number. I was going to say social security (laughs) number. Your social security number. Uh, I will not be calling your social security number. I will be calling the last four (laughs) digits of your phone number. And so here we go, number 4526. Tell us who is your animal and what is your name and all that info. Go for it. Go. Hello? Yes. Okay. Um, I actually have have a cat named Cayenne. This is Rachel. Um, My my friend, she called last week or the week before, Um, but... Yeah, I'm calling about Cayenne. He's the tuxedo. I'm attempting to put him on Facebook. My computer is being horribly slow to me right now. But that's um, all right. I know what he looks he, like. With his little his little mittens and his knee socks on the back, um, and his his paint blotches was called his white patch on his nose. Um, but he's we've been letting them downstairs um, since that that was their huge thing. But they've discovered their new favorite game is pulling the the cable anchors out of the wall. Um, and it's, they're these little things that are white with a nail in them. And they are grabbing the white and pulling them out and then playing with them. And <laughs> this is not good. This is a dangerous thing because it's a freaking nail. So why not why Cayenne in particular has decided this is the best game ever and to get him to stop doing this. Okay, let's get Cayenne and tell him this. Okay, Cayenne, are you out there? Are you listening? Your mom doesn't want you to play with those little things that are in the wall because they're dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Those things that are stuck in the wall, when you pull them out and you play with them, they could hurt you because they could be sharp, and if you swallowed them, they would hurt your insides. 
So it's really, really important that you leave them where they are. How come you're doing it? What do you think? I'm doing it because it's like a skill. You have to work on something. Oh, my God. And you get this feeling of being proud of yourself when you get it out. Baby, you have toys for that. He says when you play with it, it's light enough that when you bat it around, it's easily lifted. It's a fun game. It's a dangerous game, though. So you can have to stop that. But maybe mom could get you, like, a toy. Can you he has, are there any interactive toys that you could have with him that he would have to? Yeah, he's got, um, I mean, like, he's got these little light plastic toys that are safe that he can bat around that move around. Um, but it's kind of like when he, he hits them and they go kind of out of sight, he totally forgets they're there. And so then he goes off. But I try to encourage him to play with his fat bird or play with his ball. And that seems to work for a while, but it's always I turn my back and there he is with another one. I mean, he's pulled out. Like well, he likes to get them out of the wall, too. So maybe are there treats for cats like there are for dogs where you can get the, the like the treat to come out of the little yeah, toy? Yeah, I think. I I have a I have a stand that has the it looks kind of like um test tubes hanging and you put treats in it and they have to hit the test tube and knock it so that the Oh, it maybe put that by the wall where that the things are. And yeah. maybe he'll go for yeah. that then. Or like you could I'll... even put like a basket of his toys, the other toys by that wall and yeah. see if he'll go for those. But do you understand, Cayenne, it's really, really important. It's dangerous, okay? If you swallow one of those, it's really going to hurt your insides. Okay, it's very, very important that you listen to me. There are some times where people know better than cats. And I know to you it seems like a fun game, but it's very, very dangerous. And we don't want you to get hurt. And if you continue to do that, you will get hurt. All right? So it's very, very important that... When you feel yourself going over to that wall, you leave it and you walk away and you go get one of your toys. You go find one of those toys that you batted and maybe it's hidden somewhere. You could go on a search, like a find it search. Okay, you got to go somewhere else. Okay, when you find yourself walking over there, remember, say, oh, yeah, I remember Laura told me not to do this because this is dangerous and I'm such a smart cat that I'm going to go find something else to play with, right? It's really important. You act smart, okay? Because if something happens to you and you've been told, you're going to be upset. You didn't listen, all right? Well, Rachel, uh, keep us posted. It's nice to hear your voice. And uh, we'll be be waiting for the good news that he's not doing that. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. And I don't think you will. I don't think you will do it anymore. And the reason, so sometimes, as you guys see, sometimes I, I say what, the, what I'm telling the animals out loud. And um, I don't need to do that for the animals to hear me, but I kind of want you all to hear how I phrase it so that you can do it with your own pets. Mm-hmm. Because they all understand us, and they understand you too when you're talking to them. So it's important, you know, that you explain these things to them as well. I have a new thing that I'm doing with Fenway. I don't know um, if it's a good strategy or if it's a working strategy, uh, but I've been telling him about the boy who cried wolf. (laughs) It's the wolf. uh, Because he keeps uh, going to the window and barking at everything. And so I told him, like, I appreciate that you're warning us. But, you know, I want you to tell us when it's, like, someone really trying to break into our house, not when, like, every time my neighbor opens the gate, you bark at him. Right. Yeah. And is it working? I feel like there's there's a part of me that thinks it's working because I go, Fenway, remember that story, the boy who cried wolf? And then he looks Mm. at me, and then he comes over. So I don't know, maybe. We'll see. That's so neat. You know, it's similar to what I've been doing with Luca. So I have this woman that comes over and does uh, Qigong on the dogs, and she's on Stormy, but she's been doing it on Luca, too, to get Luca to listen better. Mm -hmm. And Luca was 
talking about how he wants to be a ninja and he's like this mm-hmm. ninja dog and and so for like a week we were telling him that he was like a ninja and then my friend came over and she was like I looked up ninja and we don't really want Luca to be a ninja because ninjas <laughs> are like the ones that are like are like stealing and they're like kind of like the bad guys right <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. And that's kind of what Luca is. He's kind of like naughty, you know. So yeah. then we're like, now Luca, what we really want you to be is a samurai, where yes. like you really think and you don't have to. You only fight if you need to, and and mm-hmm. you, and so now, now Luca. And so sometimes we, I do that even to him when he's out the window barking. I say, Luca, I don't know if a samurai would be barking right now. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Really want to be a samurai. He's been a good little boy. Great. Yeah, I decided that we're gonna read the actual story of the boy who cried wolf. Oh my god, how cool is that? I love it. (laughs) People probably think I'm insane. (laughs) I'm like, hey, whatever works, whatever works to get this dog to stop barking is great. So. You know what's so amazing? Okay, so listen to this. I have to share this. This has nothing to do with barking, but it has to do with, like, what the animals comprehend. Mm-hmm. So um, I was t- had met with a client who I haven't met, seen in a while, and um, I've known her dog forever since it was kind of young. And he's, like, 13 now. His name is Harley. He's, like, a German Shepherd mix. And we were talking about, like, Ebola and, like, just things in the news. And then Harley looks at me and he says, I know something in the news. And I was like, you do? What do you know in the news? And he said, this guy rode across country on his bicycle for a cause. Isn't that, like, such a neat thing that he rode his, his, his bicycle across country for a cause? And so then I turned to my, to my client and I was like, do you know what that means? Do you, do you know what he's talking about? And she's like, months ago. She's like, months, months, months ago. Someone rode their bicycle for best friends across mm-hmm. the country for the animals at Best Friends, and she told Harley about it. Oh, my gosh. It was months ago, and he remembered. (laughs) And he told you. That's amazing. And he told me, right. So can you imagine this German Shepherd kept that Mm -hmm. in his mind for months. Like, it had Mm -hmm. such a profound effect on him. So it's like when we animals things like that like you just have no idea like how long they're retaining it for and like how they're really thinking about it yeah man i'm gonna read that book to him tonight yeah sure and then we'll (laughs) ask him about it next time yeah yeah all right well we have a really special guest today from animal place we have kim sterla welcome to the show again kim how are you I'm great. Thanks for inviting us back. Yeah. Tell us, um, for some of our listeners who may not have listened to our show when you were on last, tell us a little bit about Animal Place. Well, we are a sanctuary, and we rescue farmed animals. So we rescue those animals that are raised for food production. They come from slaughterhouses, auction yards, um, cruelty cases. They really come from all over. And uh, we also do large-scale rescues of hens used in the egg industry, um, and they really have a horrific life before then they're killed at about a year and a half, and it's actually one of those chickens that I wanted to talk to uh, to Laura about. Awesome. Yeah, I see this beautiful picture of Chunk, the three-year-old white leghorn chicken. Tell us about Chunk. Well, Chunk is your classic um, white leghorn hen that, that's used in the egg industry, and her life for her first you know, year and a half is classic. She's in a, a little tiny battery cage and jammed in there with, with other hens, um, and that is her whole life. So Chunk, for her first year and a half, couldn't even spread her wings. She couldn't turn around. She um, sat on wire. She didn't have a nest box, obviously, No, never felt the sun on her back. And then as you can see from that photo I sent, obviously terribly de-beaked because they always sear off the ends of their beaks for all the chickens used for their eggs. Um, and she's had a tough life before we rescued her. Mm. Oh, so sad. And so 
What do we want to ask her? We want to. I know you wrote here. Is she scared of people? And why won't she come close to us? So, do you want to tell her that you have a? She has a home for life where she is, and that's the next part of her life is to really um, become friendly and to trusting of people. Yes, it, exactly. I mean, that's exactly. And we're also just curious. We we can see the difficulty of her able um, to eat because she was so badly de-beaked. Um, I'm not sure how much pain she is or is not in with the beak, because um, mm. I know we have nerve endings in the beaks of chickens. So, oh, wow. yes, I'd love to reassure her that she's in a safe place. No harm will ever come to her again. And also just inquire how she's feeling. Okay, let's get her. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to her. Okay. She says she wants to say that she really likes it here. That she is really scared. Because I don't know what's coming from behind me. She gets really scared that something's going to jump on her. Is she near roosters too or no? She has, we have just a few. So she's in the large flock where we have well over 100 hens. Do they jump on her? I don't know if Chunk is getting mounted by the roosters. I will check on. Chunk, are you worried about, like, another bird jumping on you or just, like, the sounds coming from behind you that you're just stark? She says everything. I just can't filter it. So what she's saying is that, like, her mind is having a hard time processing all the stimulation. Mm Mm-hmm. She says she tries to stay in one area, but it's hard to do sometimes. She tries she to stay in one another, area? Yeah, she says there's another chicken mm-hmm. that kind of bosses her around a little bit. She says she's good and she feels safe. My beak does hurt. More on the top than on the bottom. It kind of hurts, like, I wouldn't say it's like the edge of the beak. It's like more up towards her forehead that it's hurting. So, like, midway down the beak that it Mm -hmm. hurts. But I like the food I eat. And I can eat. And I feel like I get enough. But when water goes on it, it hurts. That's interesting, Mm. isn't it? Yeah. That almost reminds me of, like, you know, when you have a hurt tooth and you drink water, it feels funny? Mm -hmm. A little bit like that feeling. What could you do for that, though? Maybe maybe the tea touches you could do on the beak. If she wouldn't let you touch her, right? Maybe you could do it with a feather. Three-month do health checks. Yeah. Um, so, Chunk, one of the really cool things there is that you're going to be safe forever there, and the people would love it that that if you were confident with them and brave with them, and we, they want you to know that they're your angels. They're going to watch over you. So every time you see a person, you think of them as like an angel that's watching over you. You will always be safe. And all those mean things that they that were done to you before by people, these people will never do. They're always going to protect you and keep you very, very safe. She says, I feel that. She says she wants to know why she was in that cage. The reason why you were yeah, in that cage is that, that was it for, for, for eggs, though, right? Yeah. Honey, it's so that people could eat your eggs. It's a really mean thing that people do, so that they could eat your eggs. It's really cruel. But there's a lot of people fighting for that to end and so that no chickens ever have to live like that again. A lot of people are fighting for you and others like you. She 
she says she thinks it was really hard on them because some of them would die. Yes. And they would just be rotting there. True. She said that they would watch them die and their legs would get caught. Yes. It was a really bad feeling to watch. You know what? This is going to be really cool for you because the more you're going to make new memories. And these new memories of all the sunshine and the friends and all the angel people, they're going to drown out all those old memories until you barely even think of those anymore. Okay? Can you ask her, is there anything else we can do for her to make her more comfortable, more calm, feeling more safe? She says her own little area. A smaller area. <laughs> she doesn't want to live with all the others? Yeah. I wouldn't say that she doesn't want to live with so many others, but it's almost like she wants to be in a smaller group with a little bit mm-hmm. less territory so that she can learn how to, like, process. She's having a hard time processing so much stimulation. So if there's a noise or a visual or something, mm-hmm. she's having a hard time registering what everything is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, so she has like a smaller area to do that in. Maybe she could then graduate to the bigger area once she got a little bit confident there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, though, because she's been in a battery cage, you know, her whole life, right? So absolutely smaller area. Yeah. That makes sense. And she says it's hard to know all the different personalities. So, mm-hmm. like, she's learning the person that that chickens have personalities here because. In the battery head, everyone was just so in their fear. And so now she's learning that everybody has personalities and their behaviors are different, and that was, that's harder to sort of judge, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura, can you ask her for me? Um, is there, you know, could she just tell us, like, maybe one, like, m- line or a message of um, kind of speaking about her experience there? Did you, so, like, about what it's like, what it was like there? Or what yeah, or, learned? like, why, you know, or, you know, like, a message saying, you know, how yeah, this affects and, and her. And, mm-hmm. So did you hear what I said? She wants you to, is there something that you can tell people about where you were so that maybe people can understand what happened to you there? What are you thinking? I want people to know that it's scary and that it hurts us to lay eggs there. We're not healthy, so laying eggs is painful. But where we are now, we lay eggs and it's not painful. I would just imagine that you're eating my pain. Mm. And if you really want eggs that bad, maybe you should love a chicken and have their eggs. But eggs are not healthy for you. It's interesting that laying eggs would be painful there. Like she almost gave me like stomach cramping. Hmm. Wow. So, Kim, uh, tell us how people can help um, support Chunk and all the other animals at Animal Place. Well, the first thing that comes up to my mind is exactly what Chunk said, stop eating eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best they could do for those chickens. Um, and and really just to, you know, kind of look at your, your diet, all the animals we rescue have come from such bad situations, you know, from mm-hmm. farms. It just really breaks your heart. But, you know, we if people in Northern California or just California, they can come up to the sanctuary and come for tours. We have tours. And we've got to thank the turkey event November 22nd. Oh. So that's What's a that? Catered, Tell us about that. That's a catered vegan meal for people, and then we make individual 
delicious yam pies for the people to feed to the turkeys. So we've got a group of almost two dozen turkeys out here. And it is a day that we indulge them. And it's it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um you know, afternoon at the sanctuary. And That's awesome. And people can find uh, your information at animalplace.org. Is that correct? That's right. Animal Place. That's animalplace.org. Takes you right there. Okay. Thank you so much, Kim, for being on the show again. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will share all this information with our animal care people. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Wonderful. I appreciate the insight. Thank you. <laughs> that was Kim Sterla from Animal Place with Chunk the chicken, the white leghorn chicken who was so articulate and advocating I love for. That chicken. I, I love know. Her. She's amazing. She's amazing. That's so cool. So thank you for being on our she's show. Right. You know what's hmm? interesting about what she's saying is that's sort of like macrobiotic. Don't they talk about like macrobiotic cooking and stuff? They talk about like the energy of how the animals were, the plants were when they were when they were growing or being raised, and then they also talk about like even the energy of the cook or the chef going into the food. But uh, it reminded me that Chunk was saying like you're eating pain, like because we were pain. Like why would yeah. you want, why would you want pain? Like it didn't make sense to her. That I know and, I totally it doesn't make sense to me either, and I like you know. I understand, like, there could be, she raises the question about, you know, factory farming and all those difficult, complex issues that we need to yeah. be aware of. So she's, you know, I like that she's kind of advocating and getting that message out there. I love that chicken chunk. I know, it's awesome. All right, we're going to calls. Okay, here we go. This is going to be, like, the speediest show we're going to get through so oh, many calls okay. right now. Okay. Yes, I'm putting it out okay. there. One question each, everybody. One question each. One question each. And when you get on, you want to just go, hey, my name is blah, 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 and my animal is this, and their name is this, and this is our question, and they look like this. They're on Facebook or not on Facebook or whatever. So here okay. we go. Get ready. I'm going to yell out your last four digits of your phone number. We're going random here. And... One nine seven six. You're on, and tell us your name, your animal, etc. Go. My name's Lori. My animal is Abby. She's a, a Sheltie that I rescued from a hoarder that had sixty-one Shelties, and she's pretty much lived her entire life um, with just a bunch of other dogs, not much people interaction, and she's very stressed. And I'm struggling after a month or more, my my boy Sheltie has gotten, they've gotten close, um, and I did post a picture. Um, she's the little one with her legs crossed. Her name's Abby, and she's, she's, she's afraid if I come near her. She's afraid if I, at least I think she's afraid. She doesn't, um, she's afraid of the leash. She's afraid of going outside. She's either afraid or unsure, but, you know, going to the bathroom in the house when I can't get her to go outside. And I'm not so worried about the housebreaking. I just want her to to know that I'm going to be here for her and help her through it so that she doesn't think I'm, I don't know who I am. I don't think she knows what I am or who I am. Okay, great. And you've had her for how long, did you say? Six weeks. Six weeks, Okay. And so, as you may have heard, it takes about eight months for animals who have been rescued to sort of settle, and they're going to have a lot of post-traumatic stress within that time. So, they live within between both worlds. So, sometimes she might get a little bit confused and then all of a sudden be at that hoarder's house, and then I'll then be back with you. Um, So, we'll kind of explain to her that that's like a normal thing, too, and, and and um, who you are and see what she has to say. I can't find the picture of her, but that's all right. Just tell me what color Sheltie she is. She's a blue Merle, and she's got a, like, her body is mostly tri, and then she's got the spotty um, blue Merle coloring on her side, around her face. She's got one blue eye and one brown eye. She's 17 pounds. 
uh, 13 inches, and so she's a very small okay. Sheltie, yeah. and she's very well, cute. Okay, yeah, let's get and it. She's, Hold on. She's five years old. Abby's her name, right? Yes. Okay. Abby. She adjusted to that name very quickly. She seemed to like it. She says, my new mom says that I'm scared, but I'm not that scared. Because I look at her all the time and think peace. She sees peace? Yeah, peace. She says she's, oh, not, used, she's not used to people bigger than her. Okay. She says the bending down to her really scares her, so the bending at your torso scares her. So if you're going to bend down to her, bend with your knees, not with your torso. Okay, cool. Can we keep her from running into the street? Uh, What did you say? Can we keep her from running into the street when she goes out? Uh, I can try. She says um, that also one of the things is is that she doesn't like scaring eye contact at her. And what happens is a lot of times when they're really beautiful and or if we're trying to get them to coax them to us, we'll stare at them and we'll say, come on, come on, we'll look them in the eye. But a lot of eye contact is frightening. So kind of look at her and then look away or look at her eyes and then look at her chest. Don't hold eye contact with her eyes for very okay. long. It's too much. It's going to send her farther away. So did you hear how you're – so, Abby, I want you to know that people body language and animal body language are different, okay? So you're going to have to learn that. So I want you to see if you can figure out your people's intentions rather than their body language because their body language might be confusing to you if you're used to watching a lot of dogs, okay? It's not the same. People body language and animal body language is different, and your little buddy – can help you with that so I want you to listen to your buddy and then with the road it's very very dangerous right because those cars move very very fast and if you get hit you it could really hurt so you want to make sure that you stay out of the road and whenever you're scared you run to your person not away all right your person is your safety that's why you have the leash on you so that you're you stay safe She says she doesn't like the leash because the leash at the old place is when you get tied, you don't get off for a long time, sometimes days. Oh, my God. So I like to be free. Well, that's not the way leashes are at this place. So you're going to have to train yourself into seeing that, all right? You know what would help me? I like really greasy red meat. Really greasy red meat? Yeah. If my mom gave me that, I would get closer to her. So cooked, that would be... Cooked or raw? Uh, it looked cooked. It looked like like um, steak. <laughs> Something okay. like steak. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although the last caller was telling us to go vegan, and now we're getting vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she knows, she knows, I think it's just going to take time for you and Abby to sort of realize, but I think a lot of it when they're so, this is so important for all of you to know when you have a scared animal, your body language is the number one form of communication for animals. That's the number one. Second, I believe is telepathy. Third is voice commands. Okay. So whenever you're having problems with your animal coming to you or listening to you or not following a command, number one, you look at your body. What is my body doing? And then you look at your thoughts, like am I being clear with what I'm saying? Am I being scattered in my mind or am I being having clear communication? But um, pretty much with fearful animals, you want to keep your shoulder to them, so not square on. You don't want your chest facing them. You want to bend with your knees, not with your torso. Avoid um, eye contact. And you could even have your back to them at first. And pet with the back of your hand, not the front of your hand. And T-touch is actually really good for for animals that are really fearful and also getting them to walk over obstacles and sort of putting them to a task and getting them used to their body with you. 
So awesome. you'll have to let us know and call us back in and see how Abby does. And then also what I think is important for you guys to do in your home is tell your other dog, you know, tell Abby, you know, how it is with people and how it is with me and that, that, that. And then Abby, look at what how he is with me and you can be that way too. Imagine yourself being that way with me too. And get her just to be thinking about it first and thinking about having that love with people before you even actually, like, have to handle her. Just get that sort of image and that feeling in her mind. And the other thing is, which is so important because so many people take this behavior personally, don't take the behavior personally. It has absolutely nothing to do with you unless your body language is freaking her out. Um, it, It has to do with the past, and it just takes time. Thank you so much for your call. That and was for rescuing her. Yes. Yes. that a little bit. I love it. I absolutely I know. love it. <laughs> That's Rachel's calming signal song. I really have to make a recording of it. I have to like do I a cover know. song. It's you so good. Do. It's so I good. I know. It's so awesome. Uh, okay, so we are going to let's see here. 5267 what is your name? What is your animal? And all that good information for us. Go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Maya. My my dog that passed away, his name is Tina. Uh, he was a Chihuahua mix. And um, he passed, uh, I believe, July 25th of this year. And um, he was about eight years old, if I'm not. Well, I adopted him, so I wasn't sure. I believe eight years old. And... Um, I just really, really want to know if um, he knows that I didn't want to put him down because he was sick, and it's really been bugging me since then. Oh, okay, let's get him. I see his cute little pictures on Facebook. He looks like yes, a giant dog. <laughs> yes, he was a little fatty boy. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. I know in one yeah. of the pictures he looks like a Nikita, but he's not. He's like a little... He's so cute. Okay. Let's get him. Aw, how you doing in heaven, little guy? Oh, my God. He says he wants you to know that he has a surprise for you. A surprise? Yeah, that he wants to come back to you. You know, I I um I had a dream that he came back, uh, he reincarnated, but he was all the way in Georgia. <laughs> oh my God, was he a little brown dog in the dream? What did he look like in the dream? Well, it, 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 I didn't see him. I just I just I, I don't know. I just had like a dream or something that he was reincarnated, and I and he was all the way in Georgia. That's all I remember in my dream. Where are you located now? I'm in California, Los Angeles, in Pomona, California. You know what I would do? I got the chills. So um, he's coming back to you, and oh Georgia is a Georgia is a clue, okay? So like sometimes the way they do it in reincarnation is like sometimes maybe he's like in Georgia, right? And so you could like start looking in Georgia, but maybe like his foster person's name is Georgia, or like some the rescue organization has like the name Georgia in it. So Georgia is a clue for you in how to find Wow. That is so crazy because the 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 name Georgia has been popping up a lot to me and, and like um, everything I read or my dream or um uh, on TV everything's Georgia and I keep thinking about oh it. Oh my god, that's so cool. So so start looking for him and know that Georgia is a clue. I mean, so is it like actually like Georgia the state? Where are you? Can you say I'm I'm in I'm in California in Pomona, California. Yeah, no, I was asking him. So hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. He says that you're gonna find him because this is your treasure hunt. Oh my god. That's, does he, he know? Keeps, keeps 
following the magic clues. So what he's saying is that this is also about that his journey back to you is also about you learning about your intuition and following your intuition. So it's not just about him coming back in body, but it's also about you and your psychic abilities. That's so awesome. Well, Peanut's coming back. So thank you for your call. And thanks for Peanut sending those messages. That's amazing. That's the coolest thing ever. I can't wait I to hear like how Georgia is. Yeah, he's, I know. He's so cute. How's Georgia manifesting? That's interesting. I wonder how it will happen. Like It's her treasure hunt, he says. I know, I know. Well, we will see. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to 0803. What is your name, your animal's name, and basic information, please? You're on. Zero eight zero three. All right, they're Somebody not answering. Just know so. their phone number out there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, eight zero one two. Go ahead. Hello. You're on. Hi, I'm Jamie, and I would like to talk to Hippie. I posted him on Facebook. He's my little Chihuahua Yorkie rescue, and I want to know if he will tell me what happened to him before he found me. Okay. And so what did you say his name is? I'm just looking for him now. It's Hippie. Oh, there he is. Hippie. Oh, cute. And you want to know what happened to him before he found you? Okay. Yes, I want to know if he can tell me. Okay, let's get Hippie. Oh, that name's so cute. Hey, Hippie, can you tell your mom about your past? What was your past like? He says he's got to tell me something. My mom has a super intelligent way about her. And I wanted to tell her a message. Okay, what's the message? Sometimes you're scared of yourself, but don't be. Because, like, you're really awesome. Sometimes you stop yourself from moving forward. And you don't need to because you're really good at what you do. You, you're way more thorough than you think you are. Is that true, Jamie? Well, I think it must be. What a wise inter- little dog. Yeah. So, little hippie, honey, what happened to you before you... I had a man, but I don't want to talk about him. He used to pinch my butt all the time. And I didn't like it. He was firm with me. Do you know who that is? I have no idea who it is. No, I never knew him. Can I ask him if he's feeling um, confident about my trip that I'm going to be going on next week? If he's feeling confident about being well while I'm gone and and my other animals too, how they're all feeling about it? Uh, well, we can just ask Hippie, okay? So let's. Hippie, okay. honey, how yes, are you doing with, mom, with mom's trip? I'm good about it. She's going to have fun. Mom, don't worry about me. Because I can take care of myself. <laughs> That's so cute. That might be one of the things he was trying to tell you before, too, about, like, just moving forward. Like, maybe that's something to do with your trip, too, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your call. And, uh, Laura, do you want to share, like, a little quick version of the, uh, when you go on a trip, what you do? Oh, yeah, we could do that. So, Mm -hmm. um, when you go on a trip, what you want to do is, picture the amount of days that you'll be gone and tell your animal how, so you can tell your animal how long you'll be gone. And the way we do that is we're picturing like the sun rising and then the day and then sun setting and the night and then sun rising and the day and then sun setting and then the night. And you do that for as many days as you'll be gone. And then you picture yourself happily coming back. And, um, 
And you want to put yourself happy on the trip, too, so that your animal knows that you're going for, like, a good vacation. And then that way they know um, how many days you'll be gone. Once you get good at it and you've been doing it for a while with your animal, then you can start grouping weeks. So if you do, like, seven days and you're going actually going for three weeks, you could, like, do um, – you could picture seven sunrises and sunsets kind of group them and then picture three of those. You don't have to do all 21 days. But sometimes I'll go through all 21 days with them too Yeah, if I have to. And then when you're away, you can talk to them in your head and they'll get it. So if you're resting um, or right before you fall asleep, you can, you know, show them the places that you've been and things you've visited. And you can, again, picture the sun rising and setting for as many days as you'll be gone. The other thing that I tell the animals is that if there's ever a problem to try and get to you in the middle of the night and tell you that something's wrong in the middle of the night. And then when you wake up, you'll have the feeling like something's wrong and you can call your pet sitter and make them do like an extra check of the animals, Mm -hmm. a more more thorough check. Awesome. That's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first things I ever learned to do with my animals before I even knew I could talk to them I did that to my cat it's like one of my first aha moments that like I could send my animals information that's awesome I know that's really helpful for me ever since you shared that with me before I've been doing that whenever I go out of town hopefully it works I think it works because everyone seems fine yeah, yeah, so important. And even if you're just going for the day, you're going to be gone and you're mm-hmm. going to be home at night time, it's good for them to know that it's going to be nightfall when you get home. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, our next call is 1510. So 1510, animal, your name, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead. Hi, um, this is Curie. My dog's name is Rocky. He's a Maltese. He's six years old, and I rescued him three years ago. And he's on the Facebook page. He is. I'm looking for him. Oh, yeah, Rocky, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, he's super cute. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, So he was rescued. I was wondering, like, if he knows that this is his forever home, and I want to make sure he's happy and what his life was like before I came to him. Okay. Okay, well, let's see what he has to say. He might not answer all those, but let's see how he does. Okay. okay, Rocky, did you hear your mom? I was, what do you want to share with your mom? What are you thinking? I want to say, of course, I know this is my home. In the beginning, I was confused. Because I wasn't sure 100% my mom wanted to keep me. But now I know she couldn't live without me. It's true. He said that before you, he had a woman that really liked him, but she was kind of mean. Oh, no. She was telling me what to do all the time. And she was pushing me a lot. She thought I was a nuisance and that pee in the house was bad. Does he pee in the house? When I first got him, he marked his territory, but now he never does. Oh, so I'm glad that you learned with your mom now not to pee in the house, huh? Yeah, but I want him to know I never was planning on getting rid of him. I can't live without him, but it was never, ever since I had him, I never, it was never my intention to, I knew I'd keep him forever. Yeah, Mom always knew she was going to keep you forever. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Oh. He wants to tell you something that he wants. I want this bone you can lick. It kind of reminds me of, like, a bully stick or something. You know what? I'm scared. Like, I'm totally paranoid he's going to choke on something. And, like, if he finds a chicken bone outside, like, I could lose a hand if I try mm. to get it out. So I don't trust him because, like, if he's obsessed with something like that, I don't – if God forbid he choked, I'm scared I wouldn't be able to get it out of his mouth. Mm. You wouldn't be able to get it out of it? Oh, because 
So this is what I do with my with my little dog because I think that it's a real fear to be scared of like bones like that. Like chicken bones are not good. Any cooked bone is not good for them. Right. But like a stick or like some type of bone like that. Um, what I do for the little dogs is I get the really big ones, and uh-huh. when they get like a third of the way down, I take them away. Ah, uh, so okay. They can't ever get it down so far that they'll choke on it. Okay. Um, can I ask one other quick question? What is it? Um, he he's had a lot of health issues. He had like torn, two torn ACLs, and now he's been like super itchy. Is he okay? Feeling okay? Yeah, I feel good. Okay, good. Okay, mom, this is just the life we have. What's that? He says it's just the life we have. It's all good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so the itching can be diet, too, so I'd look into other forms of diet, you know? Yeah. It happened after we came back from the dog park, so he said, like, two baths. I oh. um, am giving him Benadryl. He's on front line, so the vet doesn't think it's fleas, but he seems uncomfortable. It might be the front line. I'm not oh. a big fan of those topical treatments. And oh really? It might, yeah, it might be that. Yeah, it seems to happen after he was running in like in the brush of the dog park. You know, like I don't know if it was like part of a plant that like irritated him. Maybe, but after a bath, I should go away. Yeah, he's had two baths since then. Yeah, hmm. so that can't be it because I would go away. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan of front line or those, you know, topical what, situations. What do you use instead? Well, there's something called Bug Off Garlic by springtimeinc.com, which is like a garlic tablet, and those work really well. And if if I um, if I really have to, I'll give them Confortis, mm-hmm. which is like a um, it's an internal pill. I'm not a huge fan of that either, but I like it better than the topical. That just freaks me out. Yeah. All right. Well, give us a call back. Let us know how he's adjusting. And we are at a crossroads. What do you think? Uh-oh. One I more call? What do you think? I am the producer. Yeah. <laughs> I do need to make these decisions. Okay. Let me see if this person can go quickly. 9566, do you think you can go quickly? Oh, yes, I can. Okay, then you're on. Hello, this is Mary. My cat is Smokey. Can you hear? Yes, go ahead. I'm going to be very quick. Uh, I have a picture of him on Facebook with my mom, and very sadly he passed on Saturday night. I wanted to make sure. I know. We loved him so much. We didn't have him for very long. Um, And I wanted to thank him so much. He was such a good companion for my mom. She had Alzheimer's. And after my dad died, she wanted a cat, and she went to a rescue, and Smokey just sat on her lap for years. And we oh. went to a, found a, a assisted living for my mom that accepted the cat. And Smokey oh. was so good, and he stayed in the room with my mom, and he was such a good okay, friend. Okay, I see, I see him. Let me get him, okay? He's so Thank gorgeous. Thank you. Amazing eyes. Uh, Smokey, honey, how are you doing? Are you with Grandpa? I am with Grandpa. Grandpa feeds me little bits of ham. I want to tell my family something. I passed really peacefully. And I really miss my family at home. But I'm there with them a lot. And I don't want her to worry about mom. Because I'll be here when she gets here. Oh, thank you. And I'll make sure she finds her way. Thank you. He says he says he wants to thank you for valuing him so much. I always felt really proud to do my job because they really loved how well I did it. But it really went both ways because I got the same amount of love that I gave. Oh, he, he was so loved. He wants you mm-hmm. to know that Grandpa is wild here. 
<laughs> he's like always busy. Oh, he was always busy. He's having busy a here. good time. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to know that if you have problems with your finances, he'll help you. <laughs> That's your dad. I can't believe things they say. Uh, that's so true. <laughs> when you have uh, what six cats, it kind of adds up. <laughs> that's Thank so you. sweet. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your really, story. He sends his love. He sends his love. He really. He said if Smokey ever wants to come back, we welcome him. Oh, I think he's gonna stay there till your mom gets there. Oh, how sweet. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me in today. Bye, you everybody. Know. We miss you. Okay. <laughs> that is so sweet. Wow, Smokey is so amazing and wise. I know. Did you see his picture? Yes, I love this picture. I mean, his eyes are so amazing. Mm-hmm. He just looks like... He kind of looks like he's, like, from another universe or something. In yeah, lives. he does. Yeah, I know. He's Amazing. Like, I'm not even from this planet. I've lived many lives on other planets. <laughs> so I'm cool. So cute. All right. You know our, what time our, it is. I know. And you know what? Stormy is up, and he's so excited. And before he went to bed, right, before he took his afternoon nap, I said, hey, Stormy, what do you want to say for words of wisdom? And so before he took his nap, he said, he said, hope is your friend. It is what keeps you going when you feel like you can't keep going. Hope is something you can hold in your heart and speak calmly about. Hope is where we should go when the world feels like it's tumbling upon us. Hmm. True, right? Yeah, I needed that. So let me see if he wants to add anything. Do you want to add anything, Stormy? I just want to tell everyone I'm your friend. Doesn't even matter that I don't really know you. I just really like you all. And I'm so happy to be a part of Pet Psychic Radio. You got word, huh, that I changed my picture picture up there as our profile picture, huh? Is that why you're saying that? I just want to say I'm so cool. What does he think about my idea or, or your or idea of the um, the Storm King T-shirts? Tommy, we were talking earlier, I and I, and we were saying that we should have Storm King T-shirts and have, like, your words of wisdom on them. What do you think about that? All these ideas are put out there, but when are they going to get done? <laughs> I know, right? We're like Storm King's book, Storm King's Words of Wisdom t-shirt. We have all these ideas. Buddy. It's true. No, buddy. You're the cutest guy in the world. I swear I love you so much. You're just like my sunshine. <laughs> you know, this is so funny. I have to say this. One of my other clients said to me, she goes, I think Stormy comes and visits me. Sometimes I'm just nowhere, and all of a sudden, I just Stormy pops into my head, right? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people say that about Stormy. So Stormy's, like, out there visiting all yeah. of you. Right, Stormy? <laughs> oh, he says, you think of me once, and you're in my contact list. <laughs> <laughs> Think of me once and you're in my... Wow. That's so He's got a psychic contact list going on. I know. When I think you're just lying there, right? You're just Mm -hmm. like traveling around, talking to people. Is that what you do? And I'm like, hey, put my picture in your house. (laughs) Everyone should look at me and pray. Like pray to you or pray for you. Pray to me because I got connections. <laughs> honey, you're quite funny. I, I gave him herbs. He's got on new herbs. He's got a little bit of a. Okay. Herbs all right. Working. Tune in next week to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. We'll see you all next time.
Bye, everyone. Talk with you. She can talk to the animals.